Home with Steffi Callister across our university city and South Cambridgeshire. Cambridge 105 Radio. Joining me in the studio, Dr. Sean Campbell. Good afternoon, Sean. Hello. Lovely to have you. Now, I was expecting an Irish accent. Yes. <laughs> Fooled you. Yes, well, I grew up in England uh, in an Irish family, so Irish name, Scottish surname, English accent. Hence the the whole second generation thing. Yeah, so my previous book, which was about the second generation Irish in England and looked specifically at musicians of Irish descent like the Pogues, the Smiths and Dexys, yeah. Right, okay. Now, the talk is based on research for a new book that you're currently writing about music and the troubles called Combat Rock. I mean, the 80s was a great time for music, wherever you were from, but I mean, Ireland particularly. It was. There was a kind of flourishing of music and creativity in the 80s, which was partly based on economics. The music industry was uh, had lots of money at that time. And in the period after punk, there was a lot of creativity. No more so in Ireland. Irish rock music really kind of flourished uh, in the 80s, whether it was the undertones and SLF in, in the north in the late 70s as well, or obviously U2 in the south. Um, what's the music, then, that you're concentrating on? Well, I'm looking both at kind of mainstream popular music like The Police and U2 and The Undertones, but also lesser well-known bands like That Petrol Emotion, a band from Derry who had formed out of the ashes of The Undertones. But I'm looking at music that tried to engage with political issues, and I'm trying to explore with the musicians why they did that, what they did in trying to engage with politics, and whether or not they think it was successful. Now, where did your inspiration come from? I know you said you're from an Irish family, but I mean, why did it carry through to sort of music and that the whole thing? Where did, where did that come from? Well, that's from? a good question. I mean, I think growing up in an Irish family in England, music is kind of a language that you all kind of take on. So I learned to play music as a, as a kid and I was in bands in, in the 1980s. So I'm a musician as well myself. Uh, and music is one of the ways in which these sorts of issues got registered at the time. I mean, the Northern Ireland conflict was a very difficult issue, obviously. And many media sectors found it difficult to engage with but popular musicians felt a need to sort of engage with it at some level um, whether successfully or not. You know it's it's funny because obviously I lived you know in Northern Ireland through the troubles and it was one of the things music was one of the things that and, and a great sense of humour but brought communities together. Yes. It wasn't divisive. Yeah, I mean, music's one of the cultural forms that is best able to kind of make cross-boundaries, actually, and create trajectories between people. It can bring diverse audiences together. Um, the que- and in Northern Ireland, particularly during the punk era, punk actually was one of the musical forms that brought different groups together and was very successful in that. Um, now, your book, Irish Blood, English Heart, as we talked about second generation Irish musicians in England, named Music Book of the Year in the Sunday Times. <laughs> Not too bad, really. Um, made into a TV documentary series. How did you find that, the sort of control being slightly taken out of your hands? That's a good question. I mean, so I was series advisor on the series, so I was still involved in it, and I appeared in it as a talking head. But I was quite happy. They were a really great team from Galway, um, and I really respected them. They did a brilliant job. So I was quite comfortable with it. But you you raise an interesting question, which is what happens when academic research gets translated into a television programme? Because inevitably there's some sort of dilution. Uh, which you have to kind of accept. Well, I've I've interviewed so many authors that whenever they sell their book and they just have to literally hand it over and don't have any sort of control over it anymore. I mean, yes. it must be heartbreaking. Well, it was, but I trusted them. So yes. I knew that and they yeah. did a good job. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, we were talking just before you came on air um about who you've seen and you, we we talked about the legendary, you know, um Patrick's Day parties at the Irish Embassy. Yes. Um which you've obviously been to and 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 spoken at. And tell us a little bit about 
Who was in the front row? Oh, so what, very kindly, the Irish Embassy invited me to launch my last book, Irish Blood, English Heart, at the Embassy. And just before I got up to give my little speech, I saw in the front row Fergal Sharkey, formerly of the Undertones, and of course, a fantastic solo artist in his own right. And uh, I, I simply bowed in respect to, to, to Fergal Sharkey. Um, and I, I, I gave him a free copy of the book and said, Fergal, you've given me enough. I can't take any money off you. <laughs> that was very decent of you. Um, so what's next? next how does it once you finish the book it's out of your hands i suppose it is i'd like to do another tv series or a documentary based on this one as well just putting that out there just putting that out there in case anyone's interested it's important i think for academic research to reach audiences yes. not just be read in, in dusty libraries absolutely now you're part of the cambridge festival it's um mostly free isn't it it is free yes yeah um presumably you have to book for years though do you you do if you go to the cambridge festival of ideas website um i'm speaking on the 23rd of march yes i remember that because it's in fact my birthday uh at 6 p.m to 7pm and it's at Anglia Ruskin in the lab Lord Ashcroft building but if you go online you could, you have to book a ticket but the tickets are free. Okay. Dr Sean Campbell, Associate Professor of Media and Culture at ARU thank you so much for joining us on Cambridge 105. Thank you very much indeed. 105. Cambridge 105 Radio.